Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy, and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Good afternoon, everybody. It wouldn't be my usual choice to go live at nearly 5pm on a Wednesday night, um, but I have been today studying uh, aspects of the government's announcement about uh, tax rises. Well, certainly it's actually not the government, it's the Office for Budget Responsibility who've been looking at this and suggesting that there's going to be tax rises as a result of uh, coronavirus and all the spending that is, is happening. And I just wanted to share with you a few things as to why I don't think this is going to be the case. And I think the government are going to have to do something else to pay back the debt that has been borrowed over the last few months with the coronavirus. So um, be great to get your comments, your queries, your thoughts on this as well. I think as property investors, it's really important that we educate ourselves about um, uh, the economy, about you know, looking at the future, looking at the idea about how we're going to deal with coronavirus. So this has been a real kind of hot topic for me over the last few months, thinking about coronavirus and the practical implications, but also thinking about what this means for us as investors and what this might do to the property market. So you might have heard that yesterday the OBR suggested that one of the ways that the government will be able to cover the debt that they've created from um, the coronavirus spending is increasing tax. And, you know, this is a, a kind of rhetoric, I would call this government rhetoric that is often banded around. We're going to increase tax. And they might increase tax in certain areas, but I want to I want to show to you today how difficult this is actually going to be in reality. That actually raising tax levels to increase government receipt to pay back the debt is really a bit of pie in the sky, and I want to explain exactly why today. So I'm going to share with you uh, my screen so you can see um, what I'm looking at if I can get this actually up and working. Um, and then you can see exactly what I am what I mean when I'm talking about uh, why this is just a pie in the sky at the moment, why the government can't do this. Uh, so let me just get this working right now. Uh, okay, right, so hopefully you can see that very first screen, which is um, a screen uh, from, this is from the Office for National Statistics. And this shows the current level of tax receipts as you can see, it goes back to 1996, right through to April, sorry, to May 2020. Now, this is an interactive chart. You can get this from the ONS, and it shows how they've been going up since 1996, you know, generally. And of course, the hikes, by the way, are um, March or January time, which is when they're collecting, um, you know, majority of tax from people's tax returns. So we go up and up and up and up and up. You can see the chart going up and up and up. 2019 that was a very good year uh come down again and then they go up again january of 2020 so again nice hike but then they plummet so this is paye receipts in may plummeted to a level not seen since uh 2004 so in 2000 in may 2020 the paye receipt was 9,214 million pounds, 9,214 million pounds. And the last time that was that was gathered was yeah, 2005. 
So we're talking 15 years ago, PAYE was at a level where it was in May of this year. So massive change in receipts, massive, massive change in receipts. Um, so why do I think that tax is not going to be the answer? Why do I think that raising tax is not going to be the answer for the government to pay back this huge debt that they've created? Okay, well, let me share with you the next screen. And this is showing taxes as a share of revenue. So let me, I'm not sure if you can currently see this. Uh, if you can't see these, these uh, screenshots, I'll put them below the live anyway, so you can see them afterwards. So this screenshot is uh, from the um, OECD. So this is uh, a map from the OECD, the uh, Organization for Economic Central Development. I can't remember what it stands for. <laughs> uh, that shows my ignorance, doesn't it? But it basically shows the level of tax revenue across the OECD over the last 20 years. So it goes back way back to, 20, to the year 2000, right up to 2018. And this black line here shows the OECD average. So this is the average amount of tax receipts that are collected across the, the, the European Union area. Now, if we were to look at the UK, so if I go down here, I can pick out the United Kingdom and we can have a look at the United Kingdom. So this is tax revenue as a percentage of GDP. Okay. So that gross domestic product is, if you like, our turnover as a country. So this is this is tax revenue as a percentage. And you can see that the percentage is really stay extremely similar through the last 20 years. It goes anything from 32% down to 32% down to 31%, uh, 31%, and last year it was 33%. So in terms of our percentage of income as a, as a, a percentage of GDP, goes to gross domestic product, our tax revenue that we collect up as a country has never really gone much above 32 or 33%. It's always been about 32 or 33%. So in fact, it's, um, you know, it's one of those um, percentages that does not change very, very much. Now, when we talk about GDP, of course, we're talking about the, you know, the overall turnover of the UK. And what we know is that generally GDP tends to go up every year. So that means that tax income also tends to go up every year because if it's 30% of that GDP and GDP is going up, then the tax revenue is also going up. So you'll see in a lot of charts how tax revenue tax receipts that the government collects is going up and it's it's great that's that's fantastic that that's happening but i think we then have to think about what is gdp doing right now and as we know because of coronavirus gdp is going off a cliff absolutely going off a cliff and uh, i have got a chart here to show you again i will try and share my screen so that you can see this um, and you can see the chart I'm just trying to fiddle around <laughs> with this so you can see what I'm talking about and it is the United Kingdom GDP growth rate okay so if I share that with you hopefully you can see that on your screen you'll see there that this is from a great website called tradingeconomics.com and they look here at what's going on with GDP and they measure all sorts of other statistics every month. 
And you can see that for the, the, the court, this, this is actually just for a couple of months. Um, they haven't updated it since um, about March. This was last updated. But GDP absolutely dropped off a cliff. Um, and what they say is Britain's economy shrank by 2.2% in the first quarter of 2020. That was the largest drop in UK GDP since the third quarter of 1979, as a coronavirus lockdown from mid-March forced non-essential businesses to close and consumers to stay at home. Now, we know that that is going to change now that shops are starting to open and other places are, are opening up and the government really wants to start to fuel up the economy. But you can see See on that chart there the massive downward pressure that the lack of spending and us all working from home had on the economy and it, it uh, how much it massively reduced the economy by so the so gdp is definitely going to be um uh, reducing you know by by a massive amount um you can see that there actually just there on the screen there okay Yes, I'm sorry. Facebook screenshots. You're absolutely right. The, face, the, the screenshots are not working terribly well. Let me see if I can go back and uh, just give you those charts again very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting used to the uh, getting used to the technicals here using BeLive. I hope that is uh, sharing now. I don't think it is, is it? Just one second, folks. Let me see if I can uh, get this to share. If I hide that one and then I show you a different one, uh, so sorry about this. You're 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 my you're my my dummies. That's probably why it's good that I'm doing it at five p.m. Actually, isn't it? Because let's face it, it's uh, otherwise it'd be very very annoying. You've had lots of people on the call. Right. Let me see if I can get this to work. Right. Screen. Let me just undo that. Right. Screen. Chrome tab. Um, Comment receipts, share. Okay, right. So hopefully, yes. Right, we've got it. We've got it on the. We've got it on the stream now. Okay. So this is the first one I wanted to show you, which is um, this. You can see that how it drops off a cliff there, right at the end. So that is the current level of tax receipts. That was the nine thousand. Uh, nine thousand pounds that I was uh, talking about right at the beginning. So that's the one that's gone off the. That's that's gone off the cliff in terms of the tax receipts. Right, next one I'll show you is uh, this next one, which is um, tax revenue. So this is from the OECD. There we go. Again, it's not terribly clear. I'm really sorry about this. Um, it's, it's quite hard doing Facebook Lives and sharing screens all at the same time. But, <laughs> um, I'll have to re-record this for my podcast, won't I? <laughs> if that wasn't a plug, I don't know what was. So this is the OECD data. Again, I will screenshot this and put this beneath the live so you can see it. Um, but again, this, this just demonstrates that 30, around 30% 30 is the maximum level we ever can get to in terms of tax receipts for the economy. It just is impossible for the government to uh, increase the level of tax income above about 30% of GDP. OK, so we know that, that that's not going to be possible to raise it much above uh, 30%. But what else do we know about um, GDP? Well, we know that GDP is also reduced down by 2.2%. We know that there are millions more people, about, about 11 million people on furlough at the moment. And there's a prediction that probably half of those people, maybe a third, but up to a half of those people will lose their jobs. So we've got this storm going on of reduction in GDP, increase in borrowing, 
decrease in employment. So what does this mean for the economy? Well, this basically means that the government have got a big problem because they've got a massive debt. And another website, which I'm not going to put on the screen, but I will just tell you about this, which is the uh, Office for Budget Responsibility. They have said that the, U the UK is on track to rec record the largest decline in annual GDP for 300 years. 300 years with output failing, sorry, falling by more than 10% in 2020. This delivers an unprecedented peacetime rise in borrowing to between 13 and 21%. So a fifth of GDP is going to be borrowing, lifting debt above 100% of GDP. So in other words, the debt level is now above 100% of GDP. So if we were to kind of make a comparison, that's a bit like owning a property, having a, a property for £100,000 and having a mortgage of £100,000 on that property. Well, as we know, you can't get that kind of mortgage, can you? But the government have got that. The government have got a mortgage. Of, actually, it's now more than 100% of GDP. So they owe more money in debt than they currently own because the government assets are GDP, gross domestic product. That is their asset. And they now owe more money. So they have more money in debt than they have in assets. Now, in the property industry, we call that being in negative equity, don't we? And that's the term we give it. If somebody owes more money than they own, they are in negative equity. So I think we can safely say that the government are in negative equity. Now, the bonus side is because the Bank of England have reduced interest rates to a very, very, you know, on a historically low level, servicing that debt is actually not too difficult at the moment. The government can service the debt. They can, they can pay the debt. So that's good. Again, it's a bit like you or I having a mortgage that was really low interest rates. And of course, a lot of mortgages are really low interest rates. So, you know, now is a good time to be borrowing because interest rates are really low. And the government can't afford for interest rates to go up because they then won't be able to pay their own debt. So when people say, well, taxes, that's what's going to pay off the debt. Taxes are going to pay off the debt. My question would be, how? How can we get enough tax receipts to pay back? And I'll get the figure. Um, 20 billion pounds. So um, I'll just get the figure here for public sector net debt. Um, yeah, public sector net debt at the end of May was 1.95 billion, an increase of 170, increase of 173 billion compared with May 2019, the largest year-on-year -year increase in debt as a percentage of GDP. Okay, so massive amounts of debt. Um, central government net cash requirement in May was 62.7 billion pounds, 46 billion more than in May 2019. So there's about a, uh, I think a 20 to 30 billion pound borrowing that the government have undertaken because of coronavirus. And that is what they want to try and pay back with tax receipts. So they're suggesting and the Office for, for Budget Responsibility is suggesting that by raising income tax and by raising other sorts of tax, uh, they'll be able to gather that money back in and pay for the debt. But I don't think that is likely 
because many of those people, four million of those people who are going to be made uh, redundant and probably they'll be unemployed will be on benefits. Benefits are not taxable. There will be people who make the decision to become retired as a result of coronavirus. They might be nearing retirement age anyway. They might decide to take their pension early. They will decide to go into the bracket of being a lower income earner. And again, tax receipts then reduce. Certainly from pensioners, tax receipts are not as high as, of course, from the working population. So the size of the working population is going to shrink. And this means that tax receipts are going to also shrink. And because it's very hard for a government to collect more than 30% of GDP in tax receipts, which is due to population sizes and the, the size of the economy. Um, raising interest, sorry, raising tax to cover that is going to be very difficult. They've also reduced VAT, which is a key part of a, a, the, the taxes they receive. They've also reduced VAT. So when you hear this message that tax receipts are going to make up for the debt they're going to pay back the debt i would have a very very big question mark in my mind that is not going to be the best way for the government to be able to pay back the debt this is just government rhetoric because what they want to do is to say that they are a responsible government and they can pay back the money that they borrowed but this is very unlikely to happen so what do I think is the result? What do I think is the, the answer to this? Well, we shall see. Nobody knows what the future has to bring, but I certainly think that one of the key ways is going to be inflation. And I've been saying this over the last few months that I think that inflation is going to potentially start to grow. Um, inflation depends on money. It depends on the velocity of money. It depends on the speed of money. And as we know, we have got lots, 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 lots more money in the economy. Uh, if you've had a bounce back loan, you will have seen firsthand how you've just had some money put into your account free of charge. Yes, you will have to start paying it back next year. But that money has been created out of thin air. Now, if that doesn't bring velocity to the economy and all the other spending plans that the government have had, then I don't know what will. The government are spending like it's going out of fashion because they want to keep the economy afloat and they want to keep that, um, you know, the, the economy turning over. But the, the downside to that is that that can create an inflationary pressure. If you've got an asset like a property, the great news is inflation pushes the value of the property up and it devalues the debt. And ultimately, that would really help the government because their, their, their debt will also be revalued, it will be downvalued, it will slowly be you know, degraded, as your debt will be if you've got a mortgage, and that slowly wipes out the debt. So I believe that the only answer to the coronavirus debt problem is gonna be inflation. I think if you're in property, that's a great thing to be in because it means that you will also get that inflationary um, depression, devaluation on your debt. So now couldn't be a better time to be owning and controlling property. But what do you think? Have I got it completely wrong? Have I read the tea leaves wrong? Have I read the signals wrong? After this, I'll share with you the statistics and the websites that I'm using to base my economic understanding and data on. I don't look to the BBC or to the news channels because often they're just interpreting it. I look to the core data. And so should you. If you're looking to really understand what's going on in the economy, you need to be looking at the statistics. You need to be looking at the statisticians who are gathering that information from source, from the Bank of England, 
from the Treasury, from the, from the uh, government, from the HMRC. These are core sources that can give you the, the, the uh, facts and the figures to help you make a decision on what's going on in the economy and also in housing. So you can be a better investor. Please put any of your questions and queries below. Uh, great to be with you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this Tea Time Facebook Live and I'll see you very soon indeed. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.